eternal and gracious God, our Father, we give you honor on this day. For it is the day that you have made, and we rejoice to be a part of uh, this worship experience. Nobody but you, Lord. Hear us on this day. Hear us like uh, you heard Big Mama. Hear us like you heard Big Daddy. Hear us like you heard Mama and Daddy. I know you're able. And now, Lord, take thee thy servant and hide me behind the cross that more of thee and less of me might be seen. It is in the name of Jesus, the Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. Let the church say amen. Say amen again. I want to call your attention. I was told that there was a clock that I had to pay attention to. And uh, I want to, I want to, I want to do the clock justice. I won't call your attention uh, to First Corinthians. 15 and 58, and I want to read from the King James Version. And David, thank you so very much. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I won't talk for a moment about still standing steadfast and immovable. Battered, blown, drenched, and flooded by hurricanes, stress, strain, and struggling with the emotional health, bruised, invaded, knocked off center by cancer diagnosed in his body. Gospel artist and preacher 
former presiding bishop of the Full Gospel Church Fellowship, Bishop Paul S. Martin, corn in the lyrics, the song, I'm Still Standing. He was aware that the life will throw you some blows that you can't always talk about. And sometimes you have to sing through the pain. And the lyrics uh, that uh, Bishop Martin's song says, I I'm still standing. I'm uh, still trusting. I'm still holding on to what I believe, still motivated. I am uh, still uh, persuaded. I'm still standing, standing on uh, his word. And that's a powerful song. And this song here is so reflective of uh, this theme this morning. All of us know what it feels like to have our shoulders pinned against the wall. Trapped by circumstances beyond our control. Wanting to wave the red flag of surrender. If you are alive today, you know what that feels and you know that feeling. We all know what it, what it means, what it is to be under pressure, trapped by trouble and sentenced by the storm. And some of us even know what it feels like to be stepped, one step from giving up. Well, I've been there. You have been there. And yet we know what it feels like in the, that moment. Greater than the, your wand. We know. We know what it feels like not to want to give up, but not to be allowed to give up. We know what it is to want to let go, but have something greater having us that will not let us go. I can remember as a parent walking my daughters to school walking them to the bus stop and saying to them 
stay close to me. And yet more times than not, I had their hands so that they had no other choice but to stay close. Have you ever had God do that in your life? Holding your hand. David Kurt the car song, I almost let go. I feel, I felt uh, like I couldn't take life anymore. My problems had me bound. Depression uh, weighed me down. But God held me close. So I wouldn't let go. I had a dear friend of mine's bishop who served his first church right out of a seminary. And he discovered that the, uh, the somewhat easy task of a seminary suggests leading a church might be like is not like that at all. He said, he said he encountered things getting hard at the church. Sermons not easily coming old and traditional ways not being easily replaced. Dealing with the hard task of wanting to give up. He said that he wanted to give up, and so he decided that he would talk to one of the old sainted brothers uh, of the church who encouraged his soul. He shared, he said, he shared with me what the sainted brother told him. He said, the sainted brother, the pastor, I know you feel like giving up. He said, but we love you at this church. He said, so, so be confident that even if you feel like giving up, we will not let you give up. He says, in addition to the spirit of God, we will be the glue that holds you and will not let you give up. Thank God for the people and uh, the power of God that uh, keeps us standing. And that is the message that uh, uh, we see in uh, uh, Bishop uh, Martin's uh, uh, song and the message that we see in uh, my friend who served as pastor for the first time right out of seminary. I'm talking about you, my friend. We're still standing because God has placed things, people, and the power of God that has kept us. But even more than those examples, this is uh, the message that we see in this thematic text and the life of Bishop Watts. Celebrate 36 years of uh, 
uh, pastoral ministry. That's almost four decades, and we must reflect on how one can sustain in this profession for 36 years. That breaks most people. Let me talk about the reality of being kept still standing. It is not that one uh, does not think about giving up. It is not that one does not uh, feel like they want to give up. It is not even that one uh, does not write many letters of resignation of giving up. And we often quiet it like it. Nehemiah who said I'm doing a great work and I can't come down listen to what the, it says so that the, you don't be fooled by what it does not say and it does not say Nehemiah never felt like coming down on the, on the contrary truth of the matter is that the when we want to let go, and we often do want to let go, God holds us. When, when we want to jump, God grounds us. And when we want to walk away, God walks us back to the place of ministry. And we said like Jeremiah, I tried to give up, but it's just like fire. Shut up in the, my bones. Listen, listen, listen to the Apostle Paul in this text. The verse said, therefore my beloved brethren, be steadfast and movable always abounding in uh, the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. There is an unspoken truth in this text. And here it is. It is not that we don't feel the pressure of what we do, and it is not that uh, we keep ourselves, but rather we submit to the greater keeper, who is Jesus the Christ. We're, we, 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 we are still standing, uh, remaining steadfast, immovable. The Lord has, has a good keeping record yeah, he kept, he kept my big mama, and uh, he's keeping me right now. After 36 years, 432 months, 1,728 weeks, 12,096 days. Bishop Watts, you are still here, and you are still standing. I am, I am sure and confident and certain that the, the way has not always been easy. Amen. 
many may have only seen the stage and the lights, but you know the pain and the pressure. Years of planning, years of implementation, and then years of replanning have not been easy. Years of teaching and years of implementing the teaching and then years of reteaching has not been easy. Years of uh, blessing babies, counseling families, uniting couples and burying the dead have not always been easy. And then on top of all of that, you had to and continue to lead the church through a pandemic in which there was no roadmap. No, no, no guiding, no map on how to do it. Because no one in our era has done it, so no one could put it on paper. You're still standing. Paul, Paul here, they're much aware of this fact. Paul did not arrive on the scene without trouble. His very conversation was a miracle. His ministry was often doubted. His ministry was often rejected. He was often put in jail. He was often beaten. He was often despised by those in the church and those outside of the church. And somehow when he writes to the church at Corinth, he's not only just giving lofty suggestions but rather he is speaking from experience. Paul had founded the church at Corinth and moved on to start other churches. There were several years after he founded the church of Corinth that he was away from their presence. And while he was away, most likely, Theologians are saying that he spent time in Ephesus. They heard about the issues of jealousy. Heard about the great differences. And when he came to the dietary restrictions and other issues affecting, affecting the fellowship. And so Paul in this letter writes them uh, to give encouragement, give insight. And yet he knows that once they receive encouragement and insight, the pressure of life don't stop. And so he elevates the conversation towards the end of the letter to remind them to stay in the fight. Wants them to know that they should not get caught up in the material things, not matters 
that divide, rather they should focus on the attributes that will keep them moving forward. And that is what this text does. Pastor Paul tells them to do two things in the Lord that will keep them standing. Paul tells them to be steadfast and movable. Both acts that are done in Christ and with Christ, not by ourselves alone. This is not only good for Paul and good for the church at Corinthian, but uh, this is good for us. We can testify uh, this morning that these 36 years have been a testimony of what it means to be steadfast and movable. The first word here is steadfast. Uh, the word here in the Greek is uh, hedurus, which means to be settled. You would remember one of Paul's first challenges with the, the early church was to convince them that Christ would return next week. So not to get rid of all their possessions as if it was going to happen tomorrow. Then he had to enforce the teachings with them to hold on to that fact. He tells them over and over again to be settled. That's the word, settle. And many years ago, I heard the bishop delay the E.V. Hill from California. He said, there is a place in the church for the unsettled and the unbelieving. There's a place for the skepticals and not yet settled. But that place is uh, not in uh, leadership, and most definitely not in the pulpit. And when you step on uh, 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 these holy platforms, you should have uh, the same thing settled. Settled in uh, your mind. Settled in your spirit. Because if you don't, you will certainly be destroyed. If you don't know what you believe, then people will make you believe in it, in everything. A friend of mine told me about uh, standing in his front yard and seeing a piece of paper in the street. And he said, uh, David, the amazing thing about uh, the piece of paper was that every time a car passed by, because of the draft of the wind from the car, the paper followed the car. If the car was traveling north, the paper went north. If the car was traveling south, the paper went south. The paper was unsettled. And the reason the Bishop Watts has been able to stay here for 36 years and not because he graduated from Selma University. 
though, though that was wonderful, the reason, the reason, the reason Bishop Watson has been uh, able to weather the storm for 36 years and not because he has a bachelor's of science from Alabama A&M. Though that is good. Uh, the reason, the reason, the reason Bishop Watson has been able to stir this ship at shallow for 36 years and not because he received the Masters of Divinity from Yale. That is, that is good. And, 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 and a doctorate from Hartford Seminary, though each of these is commendable and honorable, the reason Bishop Watts has been able to stand is because he settled. He's, he's, he's settled, he's settled, settled in the, his mind, settled in the, his heart. He, he, can I say it like this? He ain't confused. Yeah. He is clearly settled. And there are three things that are important to the settle, and they began with the letter F. One, Bishop Watts is settled in his findings. And by the finding, I mean uh, he has had an encounter with Jesus. Uh, there must be salvation, and sometimes we get upset with people because they are not settled. But little do we know that they are not settled because they are not saved. There had not been a moment in which they have uh, been uh, found by Jesus. And the second F, the things that is important in order to be settled is faith. You have, you have to believe in someone bigger, someone smarter, someone more transformative than yourself. Bishop Watts has faith in Jesus. Not just faith to be saved, but a faith believe that God is true to his word. Faith that believe God will take care of you. God will take care of the church. A faith that uh, believe despite COVID-19, God is still on the throne. Faith, faith, faith. The third F that is important to be settled is fruit. Once you have seen a lot, fruit. Then you get to a place in which uh, you've seen too much to give up. I'm sure Bishop, Bishop Watts can tell us in 36 years that he's seen God do too much to give up now. Bishop, Bishop has been here and still standing because he is steadfast. He is unsettled. Are you settled today? I'm settled in my belief 
that if you call God, he will answer. I, I'm settled. I'm settled in my belief that you can trust God at his word, that God will come through every time. I'm, I'm settled. Settled in my belief that my extremity is God's opportunity. Bishop is still standing because he is steadfast, settled. Finally, the apostle, apostle Paul says, one, to be steadfast, two, to be settled, and three, to be immovable. Immovable. King James Version, Gloria of the Bible, says unmovable. The New King James Version makes it clear, A.G., a little more sophisticated by saying immovable. Either way, unmovable or immovable, it means the same thing. Which means it takes being settled, Deborah, uh, to another level. The word for immovable means not only to be settled, but to be settled in your place, Cynthia. You're not just settled, but you are settled in the right place. David, 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 uh, David, where that time clock at? David in the David in his armor uh, to fight. Uh, Goliath, David put it on, David thought in it. David even uh, walked in it, but then David discovered that Saul's armor was not designed for him. And so David took it off and fought with uh, the stones and the sling that uh, God had given him. Yes, you see, being steadfast, resting in who God is, being unimmovable means being confident in who God made you. There are so many people in the world who are trying to be somebody else. There's not anything wrong for getting suggestions and ideas from others. Limitation is a great form of flattering. However, when you leave who God made you in order to be someone God did not make you, then you cease to be anyone including yourselves. And one of the many things I like about Bishop Watts, my friend, your pastor, is that whatever he is, he is who he is. He's not trying to be anybody else. He will call on the name of Jesus in an ecumenical setting. He will throw up holy hands in an academic setting. And he will give testimony if no one is there to appreciate it. He is who he is. 
And by being who he is, God has been able to bless him. Because he is real. Can I get a witness here? I don't see that clock. That's my, that's my friend. He's covered the ground for 36 years. Bishop, as so as I take my seat, my word today is for you to keep on preaching. Keep on teaching. Keep on serving the Lord. Because serving the Lord is going to pay off after a while. There have been many who crossed over, but you're still here. You've been there. Uh, the example of Jesus. You have uh, been arrested. You've been crucified. You died on Calvary. But right early Sunday morning, got up with all power in his hand. But the testimony here this morning, it comes from uh, Stephen. Is that uh, when you have uh, been stoned? He said he looked into the heavens and he saw Jesus standing there. You too can uh, say that I'm still standing. Oh, I'm still trusting. And I'm still uh, holding on. I still believe that there is a God. I'm still motivated. I'm still fully persuaded. And I'm still standing on his word. Whatever, whatever the world may say, stand still. And see the salvation of God. I'm standing on the promises of God. Christ, my Savior. Whatever it is, whatever you want, tell the Lord. Because He did not bring you this far to leave you. He brought you all the way. Not some other way, but He brought you 
God away. God bless you. God, we thank you for this day and thank you for your word and this preacher who you planted here some 36 years ago and we give you the honor and the glory for the blessings that you have bestowed upon him his family in this church now we lift holy hands to you because you did it and you did it all just for us it is in Jesus name we pray amen the doors of the church is open there may be someone today in this building there may be someone who watching us by live stream desire to give their life to Christ you can do that right here you can type in I want to give my life to Christ today I want to be a part of the shallow family I want Bishop Watts to be my pastor and to be my leader. If you're here today, if you're watching us today, I'm inviting you to come and share in this ministry. What an excellent ministry. That God has instilled in this man of God. No church is perfect. No person is perfect. But the will of God shall be done. And so, if you're here, will you come? If you're listening, will you join us? I'm still standing. Thank you, Bishop. for standing and for being steadfast and movable I love you I thank you for our friendship you have been more of a mentor to me than I've been to you you've been a true friend there has never been a time that I did not call that you did not answer. And I pray and I decree right now that the Lord will continue to do a marvelous thing with you and also with this church. Can we give God and Bishop a round of applause?